We pick up at the bottom of 103b, Kufkima uh, Amabet, and we had been discussing a, a Kohen with a wounded hand uh, that has a to uh, put a bandage on his hand, whether that's defined as a chatzitsa. And uh, we have another version, Lishnachrina, Amarilai. Amrilai, uh, the version is as follows Amrav Yehuda, Brader Ravkia, Lor Shanu, Elegemi. We're only talking here in terms of a reed, uh, whether you're allowed to have that. We said uh, if it doesn't uh, act as a chatzitsa, then it's fine. We're not worried about the curative purposes of this reed, uh, at least in the Beit Hamikdash itself, uh, because we'd rather have the Kohen looking. Uh, Prim and proper in the uh, in the in the Beit Hamikdash uh, and uh, and not looking unseemly with an exposed wound, uh, so we allow that inside the Beit Hamikdash, but not as we said in the Medinot outside the Beit Hamikdash. Aval tiltu katan kotzeitz. What uh, in terms of a, a small little sash uh, of, uh, of 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 bandage ready made of uh, of uh, a garment. And that sash, uh, we said that uh, would act as a chatzitza, act as an interposition. Uh, and uh, and um, Rav Yochanan Amar, and Rav Yochanan's version is, Lo Amru chatzitza v'chot mishlosha al shalosh. Mishalosh al shalosh. He says, uh, the only time is a chatzitza uh, when it's three fingers by three fingers. Elamakom begadim. That's only in a place where uh, the the you, the coin the actually wears his clothes, uh, i.e. between his clothes and his skin. Uh, if it was in a place uh, not where clothes are worn, for example, as we said, the hand, uh, then if it's three by three, it is a chatzitza. Uh, uh, if it's in, sorry, if it's a uh, yeah, if, if it's in a place three by three, then it's a chatzitza. Uh, if, if it's less, if it's less than three fingers, uh, then it is not a chatzitza. And this was the same thing that Rava said in the name of Rava as I mentioned uh, in a previous, uh, uh, in yesterday, at the end of yesterday's year. Lema, pliga de Rav Yehuda bereid Maybe they're arguing with Rav, Rav, Rav Yehuda, the son, uh, Rav Yehuda de Rav Maybe they um, uh, are arguing about that. Shainu, you know, and, and we say that who uh, said that even something smaller than three fingers by three fingers uh, would be forbidden. Shainu tzitzukatan de chashiv. We said no. Uh, that that small little bandage, uh, because it's made of this item of of clothing, it's made of material. Uh, it is defined as chashiv. It's defined as significant, and therefore uh, it it, it um, uh, even if it's less uh, than three by three, it would still act as a katsitsa. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan, Ashtaminan Gemi. Why does he teach us the law of the Gemi? Uh, the reed, he says, Why doesn't he teach uh, the, the bigger Kiddush uh, that he could uh, take the small piece of cloth uh, and, uh, and wind it around his hand? Because according to him, it's not a katsitsa. Uh, and the answer to that is Milta Agav Urcha Kamash Malan. What's he coming to teach us? By the way, uh, he's teaching us the Gemi Masse uh, that this uh, this little bit of reed actually acts as a uh, healing. It's got curative properties, uh, and that's why we can't uh, use it outside the Beit Hamikdash, but in uh, the Beit Hamikdash, as you mentioned, uh, for the Kohanim to look their their best, uh, they have to, uh, you know, they, they they are allowed to wear it. Okay. 
Good. Uh, we continue with the Mishnah. Bozkin melach al gabe kevish v'shvil shelo yachilichu. You are allowed to throw salt down on the kevish, on the uh, on the ramp uh, leading up to the altar, so that the priests won't slip. This could be as a result of the rain. Obviously, the uh, uh, the altar was uh, under the open skies, and uh, the rain might fall, not make it slippery. Uh, the Rambam also says uh, that it could be that you actually uh, or, a, or can uh, have fats uh, you brought up a lot of chalev on the altar the chalev is uh, forbidden fat uh, and every uh, uh, sacrifice had uh, chalev brought up with it uh, and therefore it could drip down uh, and uh, make the altar uh, or the ramp leading up to the altar uh, very slippery uh, and therefore so they used to scatter the salt uh, on this uh, ramp in order so that the, to make it uh, the kwanim uh, easier for the kwanim to walk um Malin, we Gola, the second part of the Mishnah says you are allowed to uh, draw water uh, from this uh, Bor Gola, this uh, cistern of the exiles. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, why? Uh, we're not quite sure exactly uh, why it, uh, it, it was called that uh, at this stage. I'm not quite sure what, why, they, why they called it that way. Uh, but. Um, but in any case, it was a type of uh, well, uh, and also uh, that uh, what what we are talking about there. There's another thing that is next to it, uh, but um, uh, it says. Um, uh, that uh, uh, the great uh, well uh, you can uh, draw it uh, via a water wheel there was a type of uh, thing in the Beit HaMikdash whereby they had a mechanical wheel that would lower things and, and, and raise them uh, as well and uh, and this was allowed to be allowed uh, to draw it from that, that water and even uh, from the Chaker uh, uh, well uh, on a festival uh, okay that's um uh, on a festival as well all right so that is the mission we'll explain that uh, in the gomorrah uh, now the gomorrah starts off with the uh, first thing about the salt rami lay rav ika mi pashrunya the rav ika of pashrunya uh, uh, said something larava uh, to rav he says i want to raise a contradiction uh, he says tnan on the one hand in our mission it says boskin melach agabe kevesh bishu uh, you have to scatter the salt on the altar uh, so that the konim can't slip. He says uh, that implies b'mikdash. Uh, it would be, uh, in the, that must be inside the, the mikdash, inside the temple. Okay, in, you'd be allowed to do that. B'medina, law, but you're not allowed to scatter salt uh, in a place to make it not slippery outside of the Beit HaMikdash in the provinces. Rumini, he says, that, but that, we challenge that. Uh, we have a brata, chatzer, she nit kalkala, what happens if uh, a brighter gets rained on? Uh, it says, uh, and, and it's very slippery. Maybe Tevin, you are allowed to spread straw uh, out in that in that courtyard. In other words, the, the straw will uh, absorb some of the water and act as a, as a firm place for people to put their feet. So it would seem that you are allowed to uh, make things non-slippery. Uh, also, outside the Beit HaMikdash, so uh, how do you reconcile that? And he says, no, uh, shiny Tevin. Uh, no, Tevin is different. Uh, straw is different. Why? Because you'll never uh, give up on the straw. Uh, straw really is one of the, the mean, the, the things to do with straw is to feed it to animals. So if it's a bit wet, the animal is not going to say no to it if it's a bit wet. 
so if it you know gets a bit damaged by the rain, the animals will eat it. Uh, they're not that fussy. Uh, and uh, the other thing to do is you use straw. They also use straw for building, uh, and therefore uh, you are able to uh, um, you know you are able to 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 use it for building in a future place. So you're not going to leave it on the ground, as opposed to salt. Uh, salt uh, a person would uh, not use salt to go along and preserve things. Uh, and uh, the, the way you know it gets dirty, it gets muddy. Uh, and as a result, uh, you leave it there, and this would uh, seem very much like building. Uh, you, it's like uh, filling up holes in the ground, and it's there by building. So that's why you aren't allowed to use salt, uh, but outside the Beit Hamikdash. But obviously, you would be allowed to use uh, uh, this this tevin, this straw, outside the Beit Hamikdash to absorb uh, this moisture. Alright, so now even in the Beit Hamikdash, Amalei Rav Acha Breder Rava, Rav Ashi. So he says, Hi Melech Hechidami. Exactly. In what way do you use the salt? Because as we were discussing Chatzitza a few minutes ago, in terms of uh, this bandage on the Kohen's hand, here too, E de Mavatle. If you give up on the on on the, on the salt and you mavatle it, you you say it's uh, um, you negate it. You say it's uh, it's, it's nullified. Kamosiv uh, Abinyan, and you are adding on to the binyan. You're adding on to the temple, uh, and, and uh, you're not allowed to do that. Ketiv, I call ketiv, biyad Hashem, alai, his skill. And, uh, and, and that goes against uh, what uh, Pasuk in Devarayamim that says uh, that everything that was given to you in writing, you're not allowed to add on uh, to it. Hashem put his hand on me, and everything that, that happened, it was created uh, specifically at that, uh, at that, at that time, and, uh, and, and, and exactly at that measurement. In other words, that the things that Hashem told you in terms of the building and the dimensions and things like that, that is exactly how it had to be. Uh, and therefore, you could not... Um uh, adjust it. So here yeah, we'd be adjusting the size of the of the mizbech. So you can't be leaving it there permanently. On the other hand, so you can't be nullifying it over there. And if you don't nullify it, and therefore is considered uh, specifically like extra salt uh, that's now on the beit hamikdash on the on the mish, on the on the mizbech. Sorry, uh, This then becomes a chatzitza uh, because uh, the the kwanim have to walk around barefoot and their feet have to touch the ground uh, and now you have added on uh, this bit of salt to the Mizbah uh, you've added on to the ramp uh, and therefore uh, you, they're not touching uh, the Kevish as they walk up they're not touching uh, this ramp as they walk up so that would be problematic so either which way uh, the salt seems to be a problem either you're adding on to the building or else you uh, it would be a Chatzitza uh, if you don't define it as adding on to the building so how do you reconcile that uh, the Gemara says well uh, uh, sorry, uh, we, have, we haven't got there yet. Polechet, Avrim Lekevish. It's not where the uh, the the the, the kwanim are actually doing proper service uh, on it. It is uh, it's where you put the the limbs uh, on the uh, up the ramp. Uh, we say that is not a an avoda. Uh, it's not really the the avodot, uh, the, the the temple service really on a, on a sacrifice is really four different things. Uh, it's the shkitza, the shechting of the animal, it's catching the blood, uh, uh, the kabbalah, uh, it's walking uh, with it, holacha, uh, and it's also throwing it on, the zricha. Uh, that is defined as the avodah of the animal. And, uh, and and therefore, we say that is the, if you haven't done those things, uh, then you have not fulfilled, uh, you know, that, that is not a sacrifice. Uh, and therefore, those are the essential services that you have to do. But uh, burning the, uh, uh, the this animal on the, on the mizbah, 
Mizbeach, although it's a mitzvah to do, it's not essential. So maybe it's not essential. And the Gemara says, Velo, uh, is that really so? Uh, it says, Vahai, Ketiv, Vahikriv, Hakoyen, it's a call, Viktir Hamizbeacha. The Pasuk, right at the beginning of Hayikra, uh, says that the priest has to offer it up whole and uh, make it uh, burn up and smoke on the altar. Uh, so it means that that is uh, part of the uh, things that you have to do, uh, even though it's maybe not uh, the end of the world if you don't do it, but if you don't do it, but definitely you should do it. So, so therefore, uh, that is an avoda. It's part of the, the service uh, that you have to do. So bring it up uh, is a part of the service. And this, uh, what we're talking about is, is bringing the limbs up to the top of the ramp. That is, uh, uh, that's what that pasuk means. Okay, uh, so, so therefore that can't be the answer. So therefore what do you have to say? Uh, really, when is the salt put down? Uh, when the kwanim have to bring the wood up to the, the, the top of the Mizbah. You have to have wood there, but uh, it's not a mitzvah uh, per se, an independent mitzvah to bring wood up to the top of the Mizbah. You have to ensure that there is wood there, but there are at least three fires uh, on the Mizbah, and therefore you have to make sure that they're fully fed, uh, and uh, as a result, you have to bring the wood up, and as when they brought the wood up, uh, that's when they would sprinkle the salt. Okay, so now we move back a little bit. Darish Rava. Rava says, uh, The courtyard that got uh, wet uh, and sodden, it says, uh, You are allowed to bring straw and, uh, and scatter it around in the courtyard to absorb the uh, the water and to make it easier for people to walk across without slipping. Amalara Papa la Rava. So Rapapa said to Rava, Vatanya we learned in the Brata Kushum Marade uh when you when you scatter it, Aino Marade uh, the way you made it sound, uh, you could scatter it absolutely normally. Uh, but here we have a branta that says you're not allowed to use a, a small basket or a big basket. Uh, it says, Ella, Bishul, Kupa. It must be like a broken basket from the bottom. Okay, so you have to show that it, you're doing something uh, this, uh, on, on Shabbat that is different uh, from what you do on a weekday. So Hadar Okim Rava Amora Alevadarish and Rava then uh, said to an Amora uh, that uh, speaker that, that he appointed a speaker and he said, listen, uh, you have to tell people the following: Davrim Shemati Ifnechem Taut Hain Biadi. He says, really, uh, the, the things that I told you before were a mistake. Uh, I made a mistake, and as a result, uh, ignore them. Berem kach amru mishmeid rebeliezer. This is truly what was said in the name of rebeliezer. Uh, it says kushu marade, ainu marade, lo basal v'lo b'kupa v'lo b'shulei kupa. Ella b'shulei kupa. Really, when you scatter the straw, you're not allowed to scatter it with a small basket or a big basket, but only the bottom of this uh, big basket. Okay, moving on to the second uh, part of the Mishnah. Malin Abor Agola, you are allowed to draw water from this uh, cistern of the exiles, uh, this well. Ola, Ikli, Ula. So once we're talking about that, uh, the question is, it's going to make a noise, uh, and uh, that's what we're going to be dealing with now. Ula, Ikla Lerei Rav Menashe. Ula comes to a place, uh, Rav Menashe's house. Atahu Gavra, Taref Abava. And this one person starts knocking on the door, and Ama, Manhi. So and he gets, Ula gets very upset. Uh, who is that person? Litchal uh, his, his body should be desecrated. Uh, because he desecrates Shabbat. He's breaking Shabbat by making this noise. So seemingly you're not allowed to make a noise, uh, this uh, noise on Shabbat. 
Amalai Rabba, uh, Rabba said, no, uh, law asru ella call shall shir. You only allow to, uh, only what's forbidden is a, a nice musical sound uh, on Shabbat, not this uh, knocking uh, on a door. Eitva Abaya, Abaya says one sec, Ma'alin bedufne metafin arak kuleva Shabbat. You are allowed to draw up wine uh, with, a, with a siphon and you are allowed to drip water from a vessel that uh, that uh, that drops uh, down almost, if you imagine, uh, like a shower head with a little bit of a, uh, a, uh, a spout coming out from it, and which you would imagine full with water. And uh, if you would put your foot, uh, sorry, your finger on the top of that uh, a little bit above the shower head, it would, um, uh, you know, drip. Uh, it would uh, keep all the waters inside, and then when you would open it, it would uh, drip out a little bit. So it would seem to be that uh, uh, this this noise uh, calms uh, someone down on Shabbat. Le chole, we're saying, and you can only do this for chole uh, in uh, Labari law. You wouldn't be allowed to do it for a healthy person. Hey, dummy, exactly what are we talking about here? Love, dana'im, v'kabai dilitar. Uh, maybe it's it's uh, this person is uh, falling asleep and they want to wake him up, uh, but they don't want to make go and frighten him because he's sick. And how do they do it? They kind of put this uh, this dropping thing. Maybe they'd put it on a metal plate uh, so it would make a sound and that would awaken him in a soft way. But it's not uh, anything uh, musical. Shmarina olidei kala asir, and therefore because it's only allowed for a sick person uh, that uh, you know even though it's not a, a nice sound. Uh, but it's only allowed for a sick person. Therefore, for a healthy person, even any noise is no good. The Gemara says law, uh, because you'd obviously, um, waking him up, you don't want to give him a nice uh, melodious sound over uh, there. That just puts him further to sleep. Uh, so therefore, it must be a, a jarring sound. Uh, so the Gemara says law, not necessarily Really, we're talking about a person who is awake and what they they want him to fall asleep and therefore they want to uh, give it you know make the sound uh, very nice for him and uh, they'll be able to fall asleep a nice uh, melodious sound for him Today, uh we we challenge this uh, conclusion is that uh, it seems that you you uh, aren't allowed to uh, uh, make uh, a noise on Shabbat. Eitvei, Mishamer, Abaya says, Mishamer peratav, mivnei ofot, delav mivnei achaya. And if you want to protect your fruit from birds swooping down and uh, grabbing pieces of it, uh, and also your your gourds uh, from uh, wild beasts, Mishamer kedar kol Shabbat, you still can guard them uh, as you would normally do during the weekday, even on Shabbat. Vivad with one uh, condition: shelo yisapeik v'lo yitafach v'lo yirakeid kaderich shu osin bechol. You're not allowed to clap uh, your hands together. You're not allowed to slap your hand against your body. You're not allowed to dance and, and jump around with your feet uh, in the way you normally do it during the weekdays. Um, uh, to sh- to to frighten away uh, these uh, animals or birds or whatever. Uh, my timer. What is the reason for that? Uh, love. Uh, surely, what do we say? The the colored color. No, maybe that's you know because you're not allowed to make any noise uh, on Shabbat. Uh, and uh, it says v'chod color aser. And therefore, uh, anything that you know uh, and and because any sound is forbidden on Shabbat. I'm Rabbi Acha Rabbi Yaakov. No, gazera shemir told No. The 
reason for that is yes, you are allowed to actually make the sound, uh, but the ones you're coming to make the sound, maybe they're not going to be frightened uh, by the sound, and therefore you're going to pick up a mukta rock and throw it at uh, these uh, animals or birds uh, to shoo them away. And therefore, that it's got nothing to do with music, it's really just got to do uh, with. Um, uh, you know, the picking up a muktza item. Okay, we try again. Ela hide Amarav Yuda Amarav. What did Rav Yuda say in the name of Rav? Anashim meshachot beegozim. What happens if you have a woman uh, that is uh, playing with these nuts, almost like you would imagine marbles? They uh, throw them on the ground and they try, you know, hit one against the other. Uh, and it says you are forbidden uh, to do this with nuts on the ground. Asur ma'atzamer. What is the reason? Surely love the kamolek. Surely, because it makes a noise when they when they crack against each other, knock against each other. Vikhi kala aser, and and making a noise would be forbidden. Lo dilma ati la shuvei gemurt. gemurt. What they're going to do uh, if you've got holes in the ground? It's much easier for the nuts to roll. Uh, imagine marbles. If you know a nice flat surface is the best thing for marbles and uh, for these nuts, uh, and therefore you're going to fill up the holes in the ground. So it's got nothing again to do with uh, noise noise uh, and, the, and the prohibition against noise, uh, but it's got to do with filling up holes in the ground. Uh, and we back this assertion up. Uh, we say, if you don't say that, uh, woman can uh, play with apples. Also, uh, there's no sound created or no noticeable sound when apples collide with each other, uh, knock against each other, no problem. You know, you are worried about that they'll make the earth, uh, they'll push it into place. Tonight we learned in the Mishnah, you are allowed to draw water from the cistern of the exiles and the big cistern on Shabbat Mikdash in the Medina law. Uh, only allowed in the Mikdash for the purposes of needing that water on uh, in somewhere in the Beit Mikdash for the service, uh, but outside uh, in the provinces, outside the Beit Mikdash, not. Again, we say maybe because it's a big noise uh, when, you, uh, when you draw it up uh, and therefore it's uh, not allowed any type of noise. Uh, really, what's going to happen is that once, if you allow people to draw water uh, for, for, for this, uh, then people are going to start drawing water for your garden and your ruin. Uh, once they start drawing big quantities of water, uh, you might use it for other things as well. And therefore, you know, that's uh, um, you might watering uh, on Shabbat is obviously a forbidden action. Uh, Amaymar said that you can draw via this uh, wheel in Mechosa. Amar, and he says, My time, guys, Rabban, and why did the rabbi say it was forbidden? Shema, Yemalei, Liginato, Lukurbato. He says a person's going to uh, draw it for his garden or for his ruin uh, and, you know, uh, water, that, uh, water the plants. Hacha, my gina, Ika, Lokurva, Ika. He says, Mechosa is very built up uh, and uh, very urban place and therefore there's no gardens and, and open areas for where you would sow uh, so other uh, bits of, of things, ruins and things like that where you might do some gardening. Uh, he says no, everyone's like lives in uh, apartment place and there's no gardens whatsoever. Kevana ever the Khakazi Dakar 
Taru ba kitna asur lahu. Then he saw that they were drawing water, extra water, to uh, and soaking flax in it. He said they're not allowed to draw it at all, uh, so that uh, they wouldn't do it even for uh, you know for use it for those problematic purposes. Be'er uh, heker in terms of this heker well, my be'er heker. What is this heker well? Amar shmul borashi kiru aleadvarim vehitirua. They they are advanced these. Uh, different arguments says Shmuel and they allowed drawing water from it on a yontif, uh you know and saying that the Torah uh, didn't stop you drawing it Maitve, is that really true law maybe it's only one heker well uh, and says um, they argued different things about it uh, why does it talk say hekru uh, it says my zubivad uh, why does it say this specific one uh, so you know it's not many of all of them it's one so Ella Amrav Nachman by Yitzhak he says Ba'er Ma'am Chaim it says just you know that all that Heke well means a living uh, well of living water Shema Kikir Bir Mimaya etc so it says the water, it keeps its water fresh and, uh, and it's, it's a passive from Jeremiah so it's we're really talking about a well of, of fresh water Gufa, uh, going back, law kobra tekerotituru. They didn't allow uh, all uh, heker uh, wells, but ella uh, zubivad except for this one. Because alu benagola chanu alas. So then, uh, the, when the people came up from Babylon, uh, they uh, the exiles came up. Chanu, they they camped by it. Nevim shebenayim hituru lahem, and nevim the prophets Chagai Zechariah and Malachi allowed it to them. Velo nevim shebenayim ella minag avot. Really, it says uh, that it was a minag uh, that was given to them. It's not that they instituted anything new, um, but uh, they allowed it, them to continue uh, using it from what uh, we what they had before. Okay, uh, we move on to the last Mishnah in our Masechet. Uh, what happens if you have a Sheritz in the Beit HaMikdash? You find a, one of the eight uh, creepy crawlies inside uh, the Beit HaMikdash. Uh, it's uh, mentioned in, uh, I think it's in... Um, Shmini, uh, that uh, we mentioned those, or it could be Tazri or Matura as well, I'm not quite sure. What happens is a, a, a priest should carry it out uh, with his belt. He should pick it up with his belt, making sure not to touch it himself, because otherwise he becomes Tame. He should pick it up with his belt, even though that will make the belt Tame. Uh, what you worried about, he says, you worried about uh, the fact that you are going to delay uh, the uh, uh, the tumor. You want to get rid of the tumor straight away. The the, the longer the tumor is in the Beit Hamikdash, uh, the uh uh, the the worse it is. So therefore, even though it's going to make uh, the belt tame, uh, that uh, you are you'd want to, the speed is what you're looking for, uh, and to take it out. Diver Rabbi Yochanan ben Brocha. That's what uh, Rabbi Yochanan ben Brocha says. Rabbi Huda Mer. Rabbi Huda says no. But zvat shaish you eats. Uh, what you use is a uh, tongs, uh, flat wooden tongs that can't uh, receive tuma. Uh, there's no uh, receptacle for them to receive tuma. Shalor arbot. It's a tuma. He says even though it might take you a bit of time to find it. He says the, the, the less items uh, that become tame 
uh, in the Beit HaMikdash is better. Rather, spend a little bit more time. So time's not the issue. Uh, he says the, the amount of things that are going to become tame in the Beit HaMikdash is the issue. So the one says time is the issue and therefore even make this belt uh, tame. Uh, and the other one uh, says no, time is not of the issue. Rather, make less things impure than more. So that's the, the difference between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca. Okay, Mahechan uh, and and where do you take it from on Shabbat? Mina Hechal, Mina Olam, Mina Olam, Mizbech. Uh, from the inside where the, the big part uh, on the very west uh, the, on the west hand side that's the, the ulam the, the heichal and the ulam is the part in front of it uh, and then the, you, you between uh, as you walk out the ulam and the altar so anything really uh, from the altar and westward uh, if you have a picture of the Beit HaMikdash in your head uh, the altar you know the, the further west you go you get to the Kodesh Kodashim uh, and, uh, and things like that so uh, more west is more sanctified so anything from the Mizbah uh, that way, uh, westward is uh, where you have to take it out. Uh, that is the most holy part. Rabbi Shimon ben Nanas. That's what uh, Rabbi Shimon ben Nanas says. Uh, Rabbi Akiva, Omer, Rabbi Akiva says, "Kom akom, shechayevin azuduno karet al katat." Any time a person would go in, defined as the area, a holy area of the Beit Hamikdash, uh, and if you go in there, you would be liable for karet if you went in on purpose and uh, a khatat offering uh, by a mistake. Uh, and that you would take it out of there. That it really includes uh, everywhere else in the temple uh, as well, uh, you know, which is uh, the, the, the courtyards and all things like that. So it's, it's a much bigger area, according to Rabbi Akiva. If it's in an area in the Beit HaMikdash, which is uh, not even according to Rabbi Akiva, uh, what do you do? Kofen alav sachter. You cover it with a, a bowl uh, and leave it there until the end of Shabbat and then afterwards you can, uh, you know, do what you need to over there. Rabbi Shimon Omer, uh, Rabbi Shimon says, Makom when the rabbis allowed you to do something, they gave it to you from yourself. Uh, they only, uh, only allowed you things uh, that are, 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 that forbade you things. Um, that, sorry, they only allowed you to do things that really would be forbidden uh, as a result of a shut, as a rabbinical decree. So those really talking about uh, seem to be unrelated to what we just had. It really talks about rabbinical de- decrees being uh, lifted in the Beit HaMikdash. Uh, that is something we have been dealing with uh, over the last uh, few uh, and we will explore that more. Uh, we have reached uh, the last little bit. It's only a short little amud uh, really to go. I think it's a, it's a good point to, to stop there, even uh, we uh, we're not uh, that close to the bottom of the daf, but just to uh, give tomorrow uh, a little bit of, of substance to it, we will leave it there. Everyone should have a great day.